0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose. I'm
2: Brian Mazarowski.
1: What does Western New York's new tech hub designation mean, and what comes next? WBEN's Brayton Wilson is here to explain.
0: Monday's milestone announcement of the Buffalo-Rochester-Syracuse region being designated as a prestigious federal tech hub will provide a chance for Western and Central New York to attract new tech businesses to the area. We
2: have the good resources, but no one ever paid attention. They would just look at Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York. Now that we are a tech hub and doing one of the best of any of the tech hubs, the companies look here.
0: That's U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer. Many of those who advocated for the designation as part of Schumer's Chips and Science. Science Act, felt it was imperative for Buffalo, Rochester and Syracuse to come together as one to receive this distinction rather than trying to go at this separately. We
3: really came together because we recognized we're stronger together. But when you look across that, we have unparalleled universities putting out all kinds of incredible talent. We have research and innovation. We have a growing entrepreneur community and we still have a really strong manufacturing base. And what this provides is the opportunity for the next generation of manufacturing, clean technology manufacturing and manufacturing many suppliers who could now play a role in creating the next generation of chips right here in western New York.
0: That's Christina Orsi, president of the John R. Oshai Foundation. So with the region now holding the designation as a tech hub, what is the next step of this process? The New York Smart I Corridor Tech Hub proposal will now be able to compete for the next phase of the program that will invest between 50 and $75 million in each of 5 to 10 designated hubs. Orsi explains it is a separate application process from the original designation process to get the funding from the federal government. Those
3: would help fund investments to enable us to again continue to scale like the workforce training and the skilled programs that would be needed to have the workforce for the tech hub to continue to start supporting supply chain and companies both growing here already who could be suppliers to that industry. So competing for some investment will be next, but also frankly starting to promote ourselves as a leading tech hub to begin both attracting companies, industry and talent to our
0: More from Monday's announcement is available for you
2: online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you, and uh, much more on what that means coming up throughout the morning here on WBEN. Meanwhile, Israel steps up airstrikes on Gaza. Hamas releasing two more hostages yesterday. The U.S. has advised Israeli officials to consider delaying a ground invasion after two weeks of airstrikes on Gaza. A senior U.S. official also tells ABC News Hamas is willing to release more hostages depending on what Israel does. New video shows two Israeli hostages arriving at a hospital in Tel Aviv this morning. Hamas released the 85- and 79-year-old women to the Red Cross. They were abducted from their homes along with their husbands. Their release brings the total number of hostages freed to four. The U.S. says efforts are ongoing to secure the release of hundreds of other hostages, including Americans. Andrew Dimbert with the report.
1: In this country, eight Republicans who want to be Speaker of the House – Pitched themselves during a candidates' forum last night. Joe Khalil has more. There are four who have support already,
2: who some of their names think Tom Emmer, uh, Byron Donalds, Mike Johnson, even Kevin Hearn. They have already had people on the House floor vote for them. They also have racked up some endorsement. So those four seem to be more realistic, the other five, or they have a much uh, tougher hill to climb. Emmer, you would say, would be the front runner of this group if you had to pick one. He was NRCC chairman, which means he's the guy Republicans look to to get more Republicans elected.
1: Another closed-door meeting will be held today for a secret ballot to choose a nominee.
2: WBEN Time now 506. A pilot due in court in Portland, Oregon today accused of trying to crash a plane loaded with passengers. Alaska Airlines Flight 2059 left Everett, Washington for San Francisco Sunday packed with
0: 80 passengers. And in the cockpit, 44-year-old Joseph Emerson, an off-duty pilot with Alaska Air hitching a ride in the jump seat. Soon after takeoff, officials say Emerson tried to cut the plane's engines by pulling the fire extinguisher handle known as the T-handles. The crew was able to overpower Emerson, handcuffing him to a seat in the cabin.
4: We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit.
0: The pilots then diverted to Portland, where Emerson was taken into custody.
2: That's Ike Jachi with the reports. Wow. A very scary situation. We'll be getting a latest update coming up later this morning. Alex Stone will join us live.
1: Some tough injury news for the Bills.
2: So Dawson Knox has been dealing with the
0: wrist and you know he's going to end up having surgery here. Yeah, I wish I could tell you too
4: early right now. The decision was just made.
1: That's Sean McDermott Monday. Sunday against the Patriots, Knox had just one catch for 10 yards. All right,
2: uh, yeah, hits keep coming wow. for the Bills. Another injury to the report. The Bills play at home Thursday night. It'll be another test of how the area handles both traffic and the stadium construction project at the same time. WBEN's Tom Puckett here with what you should know if you plan on being in the area later this week.
4: Andy Major with the Bills says there'll be a heavier volume
0: of traffic on Thursday night. Schools are out, people are working. Um, But the good news is we've got plenty of parking. You know, we haven't turned fans away at all this season because they couldn't find a parking space.
4: Major says there is plenty of parking available. Eric the Hammer Matuio of Hammer's Lot says it may be a good idea to get to his lot early. Between 2 and 3 o'clock might not be a bad time to get out here just to avoid that you know, that work traffic. But the stadium lots don't open until 4-15, four hours before kickoff. Erie County Sheriff Sergeant Jeremy Lenning says that leads to one issue along Southwestern
0: Boulevard parking on the side of the street. It's been very, very problematic uh, since the start of the season and seasons past where people are parking on the sides of the streets and it, it's causing a lot of traffic congestion around the stadium. If people could show up, closer to the time where the gates are going to open and not line up, um, causing all kinds of traffic issues around the stadium, that would be good. But, I mean, people are going to show up when they show up. So
4: Should stadium lots open sooner? Here's some thoughts online. Tom Puckett,
2: WBEN.com News. Yeah, so this is, I mean, it's been talked about a, a lot of times, but really on a Thursday night is yeah. when you're going to see, and a, a Monday night coming up too, that's the next home game after this, the next two games. You're really going to see this be a little bit of an issue because four o'clock is when the stadium lots open up, meaning that's right when, you know, schools are getting out. All these things that are mentioned Uh, we heard from and you'll hear uh, Andy Major, who you heard from there, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, well, how early do fans need to get there? You know, they're always uh, coming early. Uh, you, You know, that's who we have trouble with later in the game. It's less about that. It's more about what you heard the sheriff mention uh, there, traffic kind of piling up on side streets, blocking all these streets, waiting for these gates to open for the stadium lots, which don't open their doors. And then once the stadium lots open, you see that start to kind of flow in. But that backup at first, I don't know. I I think it's going to be something to watch for tomorrow. I
1: want to know whose rule is it? for four hours
2: i mean that would be a bill's decision there's league best practices okay which they say they're open before the quote-unquote best practices but you know different uh, situations it almost would seem
1: it would relieve things if they would allow more than four hours
2: and you know if they opened it five hours before would the cars just line up you know at the same time and then you just have the yeah. same problem at a different time i'm not sure but m- maybe it would Help relieve somewhat. some of what's going on and thursday i think a lot of people are just kind of wondering okay what time do i get it's always one of those rough games where a lot of people are working i mean you have to work it's not like everyone can just take off a of work right. because they're going to a bills game later on that night yeah. or maybe they could take off a day and you decide the day after because you're going to say <laughs> get friday home would at be one. better um, but it's uh, one of those things where uh, a lot of people are like, oh, man, I, I hope I can get a spot you know, somewhere close because right. I'm not going to be able to get down there until 6 or so.
1: And not have to sit in traffic forever. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, which that's nice. Not... I remember going to the Monday night game. Remember in the wind against New England oh, yeah. where they threw the ball like once uh, and we still lost? That game, the traffic, I just remember sitting in traffic. Waiting. To move. Waiting. I was on the Skyway for a while. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, uh, all along Route right. 5 for a while. Just kind of like, all right, what's going on here? But it's everyone getting out of work, you know, trying to try and do the same thing.
1: That's, that's going to be the next two games here in Buffalo. Wow.
2: Your
0: exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast clouds this morning. Give way to sunshine highs this afternoon near 70 degrees tonight. Partly to mostly cloudy overnight lows near 60 mostly cloudy breezy and mild on Wednesday with highs near 70 near 70 again on Thursday
2: with your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm chief meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. We're being joined this morning by Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown talking about a number of issues in the city. Uh, Mayor thanks so much for being on with us this morning. I got to start with this big announcement yesterday that Buffalo was part of a a regional bid with Buffalo and Rochester and Syracuse to be designated as a tech hub. It won that designation yesterday. A lot of celebration. Uh, Meanwhile, I think also maybe a a lot of confusion over what exactly it means. Um, Can you kind of give us an idea? What do you see this meaning for the city of Buffalo over the next several years?
4: Well, the federal tech hub designation for Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, absolutely huge for upstate, huge for the city of Buffalo. We are one of 30 regions in the nation to get this federal tech hub designation gives us the ability to compete um, for federal dollars. And if we did not get the designation, the tens of millions of federal dollars that are available would not uh, be able to flow to the city of Buffalo. Uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why I've been such a major supporter and major advocate of the m and Bank Tech Hub, uh, which has jumped us light years ahead of other communities in terms of technology investment technology jobs and the ability to attract technology companies uh, to Buffalo.
1: Mayor, how strong is this region of Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse compared to the cities just trying to do it on their own?
4: I think the region is very strong. The region is close. Uh, We have examples of working closely with Rochester and Syracuse now. There are many great colleges and universities in this area, which are very important. There have been significant technology investments in uh, this part of the upstate region. I believe that we are very competitive, and that is proven out by our region being able to win this Federal Tech Hub designation. The other thing that I think we have going for us that is major and can't be underestimated. The sponsor of this legislation, Senate, Senator Chuck Schumer, is the Senate majority leader. He has committed to use his clout as majority leader to bring dollars back to Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse. And the influence of that, the power of that, cannot be underestimated. <laughs>
2: There seems to be this uh, talk that, all right, so now we have this designation, so tech companies are going to look at Buffalo, and I'm kind of thinking it's more complicated than that. When you talk to – it it could be a tech company, it could be anybody – and try and pitch Buffalo as a place to be, uh, what are some of the things you highlight? Because I'm imagining these companies say, well, you know, I could be out in – California or somewhere where a lot of these other companies are, a lot of the big venture capitalists are, and it'll be maybe easier to raise money. What do you tell them about Buffalo?
4: Well, Brian, Susan, what I tell people about Buffalo is the M&T Bank, TechCub, um, creating the 1,500 technology jobs in downtown Buffalo. Talk about the 43 North business competition. Talk about what we are doing with our Race for Place initiative, the placemaking that we're doing in downtown Buffalo, using resources that have been provided uh, to this community by Douglas Jamal, the developer, instead of taking tax breaks, he's putting money back into Infrastructure and placemaking in downtown Buffalo, which will make it one of the most attractive places uh, to live and work uh, in the northeast in the nation uh, for young workers. And that is critically important to these companies. They want a good quality of life for their workers. That's what young workers are looking for. And we have the resources to deliver that to them. And over the next few years, you're going to see a major physical transformation in downtown Buffalo, particularly along Main Street.
1: Mayor, it was also announced yesterday, a small business grant program is now open. What are the available funds and what businesses can apply for this?
4: Uh, The available funds uh, will be Uh, $3.5 million Uh, that will be available to businesses in all nine council districts. Uh, The grants can go up to $25,000 depending on the size of the business. And the businesses that are uh, eligible must be uh, City of Buffalo businesses with less than 50 employees.
2: How much interest do you have for a program like this?
4: Uh, There is significant interest yesterday. uh, When we opened the application process, the interest started streaming in. Uh, These grants will be administered by Grow America, formerly Uh, The um, National Development Council, as well as the Buffalo Urban League and the exchange at Beverly Gray, we will be providing technical assistance. So even the smallest businesses that need assistance in filling out this grant application, we will have technical assistance providers to help them do
1: that. The key here is that these are grants, not loans, right?
4: Well, we've expanded the program. So not only are there grants. There's technical assistance, and there are also resources for low-interest loans as well. Some businesses might need more than the uh, $25,000 maximum limit for the grant, uh, which the program um, provides. So we will have something for everyone in, in this program, and many businesses in the city of Buffalo will be able to take Advantage of it. We know businesses were harmed during the pandemic, and this gives us the ability to help businesses uh, strengthen themselves, uh, strengthen their footing, and grow and create jobs in our community.
2: Mayor, I want to ask you about something that you announced last week, and that is some changes the city's making going forward to help residents be uh, better alerted to major snow events. Uh, Among these changes, is the city's going to utilize these cell phone notifications, these emergency alert notifications, similar to that big test we had uh, just a couple of weeks ago, similar to what you would see during an amber alert. Are you confident that this step is going to, at the very least, at least make people aware of when there's a snowstorm that is more than just your typical Buffalo snow?
4: Very confident that it will make people more aware, that it will reach more people. Uh, It is a federal system that gives us the ability to push notifications into uh, people's cell phones. They don't have to sign up for this system. We will partner closely with the county and the state. Um, On this notification, as well as the federal government, we've already been in touch and close communication with all those other levels of government and very confident uh, that this will make more people aware of severe weather uh, that is about to hit Buffalo, Erie County and Western New York.
1: How close is the snow plan to being ready?
4: Uh, the snow plan uh, is is ready now. Uh, we will be filing it shortly uh, with the Buffalo Common Council uh, by city charter. Uh, the snow plan is due on November 1st. Uh, we will certainly meet that deadline, and we have incorporated – all of the uh, research and recommendations uh, from uh, the NYU study that we did, uh, the study that the state did, the internal study that the county did, um, our work with uh, my winter weather task force, as well as uh, the work that we have done with FEMA directly and the educational exercise that uh, we did just last week with FEMA All of this updated information, recommendations on new policies, procedures, equipment, vehicles uh, will be in the snow plan, and we feel confident. Uh, that the, that to the extent that you can prepare for Mother Nature, we will be prepared for this upcoming winter season.
2: Uh, you mentioned uh, vehicles and you announced that there will be some more pieces to the city's snow fighting fleet available this winter. Uh, I guess it would be the natural follow up question. Do you have people to drive those vehicles and be out there? Are you are, are staffed up enough or should we expect a big push for that in the coming months?
4: Uh, We are staffed up. Uh, We will be hiring additional people. Uh, We're doing training with our drivers now. Uh, We have uh, 10 additional plows. Six have been uh, loaned to us by uh, the New York State uh, Thruway Authority. Uh, Four that the city has purchased. Others that were waiting to come in. Uh, So we have 50 uh, active Um, uh, pieces of snow fighting equipment that will be available for this winter right now as we speak. Uh, The fire department has um, gotten new track vehicles uh, that are more maneuverable, uh, that are more um, uh, um, equipped to handle heavy snow and uh, uh, go between firehouses, deliver medications and other things So uh, we're pleased that some of the new equipment uh, that we have negotiated for, that we have purchased, has come in uh, with more equipment on the way.
1: Mayor, before you go, uh, any update at all on the presidency at Buffalo State University that you're up for consideration?
4: Uh, I have not said that I am up for consideration. Uh, No update on that whatsoever. My full focus is on the city of Buffalo doing the job that the people elected me to do as as mayor and making sure uh, that we are prepared for winter and that we are positioned uh, to bring tens of millions of dollars into this community and new jobs through this new tech hub designation that we've received. And thank you very much, Senator Chuck Schumer.
2: Mayor, thank you for joining us this morning. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown with us live. That's the
0: WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN
4: Newsroom.